Health Podcast with Ben Canning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Yo, welcome back everybody. I'm Ben Canning. And I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. Before we start, I just want to say, I fucking Andrew Hilton followed us on Twitter. I know, that's awesome. That's really he's, cool. We've, <laughs> we've only been pestering him for like a year. So <laughs> he's, he's almost as Twitter famous as you are. He is. He's getting it. Well, you know, the thing with him, though, is, you know, you look at Twitter famous. I've been on for like 11 years or something like that or longer. And uh, he's, he hasn't been on that long. And his is growing much faster than mine. Right. So I think, uh, you know, he'll he'll definitely uh, overtake me here very shortly if he hasn't already. So, well, I think, uh, I mean, that's good. That's a good point to note as well, because the at we have. Oh, he already has. has like... He's got a, he's got one hundred ninety five thousand followers. So, OK, well, uh, you're slacking yeah, them. I know I got like one hundred fifty or something, like one hundred forty one thousand. <laughs> well, I mean, my my personal one, I have like what is it, like fifteen hundred or something, and the We Hack Health one has like two thousand two hundred, and it's yeah. been around for like a couple of months. Yep, yep, We're growing. <laughs> so I got work today. I got work today. So. What's going on? How, how's your week been? <laughs> so this is going to be a very angry podcast uh, for my on my side of the house for everybody there. So I just want to apologize ahead of time. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, mandatory deload week, or we called it reload week, uh, so it doesn't sound as bad. But uh, basically, it's you know you, you hit the ground, and this is there's a, we'll talk about this today. But there's a lot of science behind this of giving your body and your nervous system a break um, after you've been doing some extremely heavy weights for for an extended period of time. So you know, we've been on this training program for a bit, and uh, it was time for us to go to a deload week, which means that I am not working out. There's a few ways of doing deloads, which we can talk about, which, you know, I'm definitely going to get in some arguments with Ben on. Uh, and then uh, there's, there's you know, some, some discussion there. But I'm doing good. Listen, I will admit I needed this deload week, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to complain the entire time through it, okay? So... You know, I'll be the first to admit, deload weeks are necessary. I was feeling the toll on my body, and and it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I you know it, it was I think it was like a week before, and I'm like, man, I really need a deload week, but I'm not going to tell Ben. And then Ben <laughs> I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, ben, a week later, is like, hey, you need to start doing a deload week. I'm like, shit, I didn't think he's going to bring it up. <laughs> no, but things are good, man. Uh, you know, I miss training a bit. Um, you know, miss miss that stuff, but I know uh, Friday is the day. And um, I'll be able to to get my my lift in. It's a it's a legs day, so I'm gonna go uh, see if I can hit my one rep max on uh, deadlift and see if I can get to like I'm gonna try for for like five thirty five or five forty five is what I'm gonna go for. I think I think I can I think I can pull that out. So yeah, we'll I mean, see how you, it goes. Your body should be feeling good after taking yeah. a deadlift week, so we should be good. We should be good. I mean, aside, I, I'm, what I want to say is, what have you done with all your extra time that you haven't been training? <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting how so. You know, this is a good discussion point to bring up because when you're when when you don't have it on your calendar or you don't have it as part of your plan, life fills you up, right? With with things. And you could say the same thing conversely. You know, people will say, I don't have enough time for lifting. No, bullshit. You're not giving yourself enough time to go and get your lift in, right? And so like what's happened this week is that it's been a, a an extremely busy week. And my calendar is filled up to where I can't get my lifts in, right? Because, you know, I, I don't have it scheduled for that. So, you know, like as soon as Friday hits, obviously, you know, that, that time is blocked off and I'm going to go get my lift in. But my time has been filled by, by running my companies and, you know, doing work and things like that that I get. It's actually been an extremely busy week um, and I've been super productive, but not as, you know, but here's the thing. I'm just as productive as I was last week and the week before and the week before when I actually had the lifting schedules in. So what have I done with all my time work, but it's the same as last week. I just have a less one less hour, you know, during a lunch break or in the morning that I don't get my lift in. So, um, I will say it's been nice to sleep in a little bit, you know? So, so my, 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 my check-ins today, uh, will be very good on the sleep front, uh, because I'm not waking up at 7am to go either go to orange theory or to, um, get there. Now I have been waking up at 7am just to let the dog out. And then I'll get a couple texts out or things like that, and then I go lay back down again. So it's been good. Yeah, it's like I remember. Uh, what was it? You must have just got the puppy, and it was last week. And I'm like, 
why are you texting me at this time? Like, it was my it was morning like time. I was like, yeah, I was like, why are you awake? <laughs> um, just doing pu- puppy duties. Um, okay, yeah, so... How about you? Dealing- How are you doing? We Do didn't go to you. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really fucking good. I have never felt this good. I've never felt this strong. Training has never been as good. Food has never been as good. Work is good. Everything is good. I'm doing... I don't want to rub it in because I know you're not training, but I'm doing really good, and I'll leave it at that. All right, hey guys, the po- the rest of the podcast is going to be just with Ben, and uh, I'm going to bounce. So <laughs> I don't want to rub it in though, but I do. I genuinely, I feel really good. I feel really, really good. Training's good. I have a new place to train in. I'm training with Helmy, and it's funny because sometimes I'll put Dude, Helmy up. is a big boy. That's a big. <laughs> yeah. That's a big boy. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a monster. Yeah, so I'll put things up on Instagram or something of me training. And so yesterday I put up the the three plates aside on the Smith Machine Press. People were like, oh my God, that's so heavy. I was like, yeah, I did three plates aside. Helmy then got on and did four and a half plates aside. So it's like, <laughs> it's all relative. And like, you're looking at me being like, yeah, that's fucking great. And I'm like, I'm like a skinny little boy compared to him. But yeah, so it's yeah, good. Yeah. It's a good training environment. And it's like, it's almost like I'll do things that I wouldn't necessarily do myself because I know he's there. Because I'm like, right, okay, well, he's asked me, I'm going to do this way or this way. I'm obviously going to do the heavier one because I'm, he's standing there. So it's yeah. a good environment. I feel good. I'm actually the heaviest I've ever been ever in my entire life. And this morning I was 104, I don't know, 229 something pounds. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, all is well. And I've been doing cardio. I have my bike here. I don't know if you can see it. I've been and you've been doing and cardio asked, every you morning. Every wow. Every morning. Every morning, yeah. Mm hmm. And how, how's That's that going? A full is, is it, week. Is it still is it still miserable? Or are you starting to enjoy it now? Um, enjoy not so much. It's not miserable. I enjoy the feeling after. So once I jump yeah. off the bike, I go and I have a cold bath or a cold shower, and then I feel great. So yeah, I I can feel the benefits of it. But at the time, I'm waking up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking sit in this bike. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been a week and I've done it every day. So good. So question: pre workout before cardio, or only pre workout when you go to lift? Or both. Only, only. Actually, what I have taken, not to, um, not to get down the supplements route after yesterday's post, but the I've got the Breach Plus from Redcom One, so it's uh, an BCAA with energy. Um, So I have it, I have it in my shaker whenever I'm on the bike. So not a pre workout, but I literally just jump on it um, and I have it. So yeah, that's what I'm doing so far. Because I literally just get up and put on it. Now, now, I know we're going to get into all those discussions here, but a question for you. So I saw you doing uh, the bench press and the Smith machine. Um, mm-hmm. So what's nice about those, if you're not familiar with the Smith machines, I, I, I the first time I ever experienced one was at a Planet Fitness, actually, before I set the lunk <laughs> alarm off. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those ones where it, it locks. Um, it's like a, a movable up and down, you know, and it locks that bar into position. So, you know, you, you have no flexibility back and forth, you know, so it really locks yourself into a specific position where, you're, I mean, to me, I'm curious. What's your opinion on on just straight barbell bench, you know, versus uh, the Smith machine? I think you know, just watching your your video, it looks like you have a lot more control, you know, over the movement, and you can probably stack heavier because you're not worrying about you know your your arms flexing around everything else. You have that kind of that bar that's locked into place. What's your what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, and, so do reason- get, and do I need to get? Do I need to? Do I need to go buy one? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not taking anything to do with that. I'm not taking anything to do with that. Um, so the reason that I use the Smith machine is because it takes the stability out of the equation. So I don't need to create the stability because it, literally the bar runs on runners. So it literally right. will just move up and down in the same pattern. So I like it for doing the barbell. Not that I can't create stability because I'll still do dumbbells on the chest press. The reason that I don't like doing a barbell on a bench press that's not on the Smith machine is because I, it's just not a nice movement for my shoulder. So if anybody saw the video, you'll notice that I have it reverse banded. So whenever the weight is coming down, the resistance of the band is getting greater. So as I'm getting weaker at the bottom of the movement, I'm at the weakest at the bottom. It's the least amount of weight because the resistance on the band is the highest. So then whenever I'm pressing it away, the resistance obviously comes off the band. And then as I get stronger, it means that I can sort of match that on the way up. So whenever I'm at the bottom, I'm not having any shit with my shoulder. And then whenever I can push it away, I can get stronger on it. So that's, I, I'm just a big fan of this for a lot of things. And we did some more videos in the, the exercise execution library today. And there's a lot of Smith Machine stuff in it as well. So do you need to buy one? I mean, need versus want is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Aaron comes in and she's like, seriously, you have to buy one. But yes, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, of the Smith Machine, just from a, a stability perspective. And if I was coaching one-to-one, 
I would alter between the Smith machine and the barbell with the client because obviously you need to be able to create the stability, but I'm at the stage now that I know I can create the stability. So if there's a way that I can sort of manipulate the strength profile of the, or or manipulate the resistance profile of the machine versus the strength profile of my my muscle to get more from it, then that's what I would do. Yeah, what what I've been doing to kind of work on on chest line, you know, obviously I have uh, left shoulder issues, so it's a reoccurring uh, injury for myself. And if I do, uh, barbell bench press. I get this. It's like right in the joint of the the yeah. How that's between it's the like shoulder. right in here. Yeah, and it just it just yeah. and it, it it hurts for weeks and weeks and weeks afterwards, and it takes forever for it to heal, and even even a month afterwards. So the way that I alleviated that is I went with um, a Kabuki camber bar, which is a, a neutral grip bar that is camber, which means that it it kind of like um, if you're watching the 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 YouTube video for you, the five of you, um, you know it, it kind of uh, rotates inwards so that when you go down, it, you can go all the way down you know full full range of motion and then go back up again but what it does is it locks your hands into place very similarly to what you're doing on a smith machine Um, you don't have to worry about the stabilization of the barbell and so it locks your shoulders basically into place you can't move you know left and right and so you're coming down and it it puts a lot less tension uh, on your shoulders and since i switched to that i have not had one shoulder issue uh period since then uh, so that was a great one. And one thing I do is I, I hit chest three days a week. Uh, um, you know, I do I do uh, push, pull legs, and then upper, lower, and then pump day. And so on upper, you know, I'll hit uh, chest again. But I rotate between. Uh, so I'll do my my bench press. You know, I'll do an, uh, typically like a slight incline bench press. And then I'll hit the tonal machine and I'll do you know uh, bench press on that for resistance. And it's very similar to you know uh, dumbbells. And that's really tough because I, you know, I really can't even load much weight with the tonal machine. I think I'm doing, I mean, maybe 70 or 80 pounds per arm, you know, on that one. Whereas, you know, my, my bench is probably 335 or 350, um, you know, and my, my Kabuki camera bar is a lot lower because I'm using less, less, less of my shoulders. And then on the, on the third day, I just do dumbbells uh, for, for chest and then, you know, I do flies and things like that. So, you know, I try to hit my chest a few times a week, but it's all with the mindset of trying to alleviate as much stress as possible onto my shoulders. And I think... You know, when you start talking about deload weeks, you know, if you if you have if you're working out properly and you're doing the right movements um, and you have the right form and technique, you know when you need a deload week um, because your body starts to wear down and and you start to feel sore, run down. But it's not like you're hurting yourself injury wise, but you know that your body needs it needs a break. And so you know you know. Whenever you're, you're you're if you're starting on this journey of weightlifting and things like that, I can't emphasize enough form and technique first. You know, breathing, all of those things that come along with it, and then from there, kind of building up on that. You know, and then on the weights, and then recognizing when you need to to take a rest. Yeah, one point that I'll note about your you're talking about the cambered bar. It puts your hands in a much nicer position. So I don't have the same issues with my shoulders if I'm using the dumbbells because my hands aren't flat. On the bench, like they aren't in this in line on the bench, they can be slightly angled, so they can come down slightly further into it, which is obviously what the the bar that you use mimics. So you can have them at a slight angle versus you know flat like straight together on a straight bar. And um, one thing that I want to say about deload weeks is not everybody needs a deload week. Okay, if you're at the very start of your training journey or career or adventure or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You don't necessarily always need a deload week. You need to establish a baseline of a level of intensity to almost earn the right to take a deload week. Because obviously, the less muscle mass you have, the less weight you can push and the less pressure and intensity that you can put on your body. So there's not always a warrant for a deload week. You can't push through these plateaus and you can't get past things without actually having to take any time off. The other thing I'm going to say is, there are a couple of ways to do it and we'll touch on in a second about why I chose the way that we did it versus the other way. And the third thing I'm going to say is obviously Chris is on a deload week as well and it's actually, this is an important, <laughs> this is an important, he's gone silent too so I don't know if he's training like no, we, him and I, and I him, him, and, him and I have been texting every day back and forth about how pissed we are at you so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so it's an interesting point to note that I, I give both of you a deload week for both two entirely, entirely different reasons. Um, I mean, I may as well get into it now. So the reason that I give you a deload week is because I could start to tell by what you were saying and in your check-ins and and what I was looking at that things were starting to sort of break down and we needed to take some time off. And I think it's actually a good, you know, it it was pretty much bang on when you said it as well that you recognized it too. So a lot of the stuff that you read and listen to about deload weeks, it's about your sort of natural intuition is you should know when. 
So it's good that you're in the place that whether you want to admit it to me or not, that you know when that you need, you need them. And it's good that I'm actually aware of these things as well. So the reason that we did it is because we have been so far into that training block and you're pushing so much volume that your body just needed a break and we needed to pull back. The reason that I give Chris a deload week is because there are numbers that I was recognizing in his functional data in terms of his HRV and his resting heart rate and his whoop recovery and things like that. Although he was getting good sleep and he was getting his training, he was doing everything else, the numbers weren't stacking up. So there was something going on there from a stress perspective from work or business or life or whatever it was. So I was like, right, we need to pull back because your body can't recognize the difference between the stressors of training or the stressors of family life or the stressors of work life or whatever it is that's going on. So it's two different types of stress that you were both facing. And that's why I was able to give both of you a deloading for different reasons. Just happened to be the same week. Yeah. And let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the, the differences of deload week. And I also, I, I love to hit on the topic of, of recovery and overtraining. Um, I think people use the term overtraining very loosely. Our bodies can handle way more than we expect them to, to do. There's actually a really good video with Jeff Nipper. Just go to YouTube and look up Jeff Nipper. I'll, uh, Jeff, I'll remember yeah, to link it. Jeff Nipper overtraining. Um, and he goes down to a lot of the science around what constitutes overtraining. And I'll hear that very frequently of like, oh, you're, you're working out six days a week. You're, you're overtraining. That's, that's not true. You know, um, you know I, I know what overtraining is. I know what overtraining feels like. Um, you know, you definitely want to listen to your body and if your body's starting to break down. And, you know, this is a big difference between a deload week and the science behind a deload week um, and, you know, overtraining. And I think there's a few ways of doing deloads. So I think the, the more common approach um, is... Uh, <laughs> Is to so no, hold on. Let's let's get into it because you said this is the way that. How do you how do you know how do you know I was gonna go the one way or the other? You, know? Like, you, know? <laughs> you said you said straight away. You sent me a message. You were like, "This is what they recommend." I'm like, "Who the fuck are they?" Like, they can fuck off. This is what I recommend, and this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> And then you tried to hit me with, okay, right, three full days off. I'm like, no, we fucking said five. We're doing five days off. <laughs> I've been trying to, to shenanigan my way around deload week several times, and it has not worked. Ben is smart. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like, yeah, th- you know, like, like you said three days, so I could, I could definitely do three days. So I can start training on Wednesday. He's like, no, no, asshole. You, I said five days, and you can start training on Friday. I'm like, oh, oh that's right. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. Oh, yeah, my, my bad. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. I totally skipped my mind, but... Uh, um, no, so there's, there's a couple of ways of doing deloads, um, and and I do actually like Ben's approach, even even though I'm very you know kicking and screaming the whole way through. And you know Ben's approach is, um, and and a lot of others too, not just just Ben, but is you know give yourself just a break from from training, cardio, everything. Just give your body a break, um, and that that can be you know for a few days, for like five days, for a week. And just do no lifting, do no training, do no cardio, still get your steps in, you know, still keep your heart active and things like that, which I'm going to be short on my steps today, uh, this week. Um, but, you know, do all those things to keep yourself active, you know, but, but you know, give your, your body a break to, to replenish, to regenerate, give your nervous system a break and those types of things. Uh, another approach to deloading is, you know, let's just say you're going, you know, super heavy and doing a lot of volume. So you're doing 85% of your one rep max, you know, several times and you're continuously increasing the load and you're continuously getting bigger. Over time, you'll actually hit a plateau where your body just, you know, your nervous system, your body, everything else just kind of starts to shut down and says, Hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. And you might even go, uh, back in weight you know because because you're just so beat up from from going so heavy you know all the time and that load on your body um you know so so what a deload week is you typically drop the weights to 45 to 65 percent of your one rep max and you do you know um the same type of of lifting routine as you would just with a lower volume for a week and that that, that typically you know readjusts your muscles aligns your muscles get your nervous system back to normal and then from there you start to um build back up again kind of move back up into um, you know trying to break those plateaus so deload weeks are very very important if you're doing very heavy lifts um you know putting a very big toll in your body and you start to feel it uh, or you feel like you're plateauing these are ways for you to really kind of reset your body to to start to go to that next level, that next height, that next pyramid, um, and, and regenerate and kind of fix yourself as things go along. Yeah, and you know the second way that you described there, and the way that you said that they said that is the best way to do it is there's a, it makes a lot of sense because it's fu- it's funny though when you said when you said when your text message to me was they said who's they and I said well me obviously but <laughs> you know I'm sure people do. <laughs> 
So there's obviously a lot of science behind it and it makes a lot of sense because number one, if you're in the routine and you're in the pattern of training and you go and you do these things in a certain day and you know, you want to keep your body moving in a certain way because obviously there's that mind muscle connection and if you take any time at off at all, you know, you can sort of go backwards with that. So it makes a lot of sense to do it in the way that you do the same amount of training days. You just do potentially, well, less overall volume, less total weight, less reps, less sets and things like that. Now, I know you very well and there's no fucking chance that you would be able to go into the gym and just train at 45% of your usual capacity. You'd be like, uh, yeah, I'll just, do, uh, I'll just do my normal set and you wouldn't have actually done it. And I would be the same. Like I, That's why I do deload weeks the way that I do them because... I know that I couldn't go in and just train at 45% and just do the movements. Now, for some people, it would work well because they can go in, they can just focus on, you know, getting back into the, the form and technique, getting back into the mind-muscle connection and just sort of doing like more mobility and more like of the actual technique and the execution. And then whenever they go back into full capacity training, then they should be feeling better and they should be, you know, able to progress far beyond what they were before. But it's person dependent and it's about me as a coach recognizing who that's for and, and who needs to do what because, I mean, whether you'd like to admit it or not, there's no way that you would be able to do that. So I'll, I'll be I'll be 100% transparent since I'm always honest with you, Ben. Uh, when when we were talking about doing the you know 45 to 65% mark, I'm thinking in the back of my head, there's no effing way I'm doing 45 to 65%. Maybe I'll do like 80, you know? So, it, so I was right. It, you were right. It would not have worked. It would not have worked with me. Um, but uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, time wise, it actually—I don't even think I told you this. Um, but like, I must have pulled like my left pectoral muscle last week when I was doing uh, pump day, and so it's actually like perfect timing for the deload because it's really given myself some good time to to recoup that um, as I'm going through. I, I just tweaked it. It's been been sore. Um, feeling a lot better today, which is good. But uh, just interesting enough, like it all just happened to be a perfect time when when all this kind of came through for for this week to kind of kind of run through and you know it's interesting um last time i did a deload week uh and chris actually sent me this message and hopefully he's, he's okay with me sharing it I, I i don't care anyway i'm gonna share it anyway um but uh he i'm sure he's fine with it you know but but it's a, the reason i say this is the same struggle that i went through with my first deload week as well which is i feel like i'm gonna get fat yeah you know like and, and, and chris did the same thing to me he's like i feel like if i don't train for a week I'm going to revert back to my old Dave self, you know, that didn't work out, that didn't do this. And, you know, like, this is my regimen. This is my discipline. This is my ritual. This is, you know, what I do every single day. But the truth of the matter is, you know, we went through the deload weeks several times. Um, and, uh, you know, this this time around, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, I'm not worried about, you know, going back to my normal self or things like that. You know, I, I'm thirsty to get back into the gym. You know, I want to get back into that ritual, but I know that this is my new ritual just for this week. So it's those those habits that you you develop, and this is just a small detour in those habits to say, well, I, I have to do this now, right? But I have to go back to the gym that make a big difference. So I, I trust myself, uh, you know, that this deload week isn't going to impact. And in the grand scheme of things, one week, well, technically five days, you know, is not going to reset, uh, you know, a year and a half worth of busting my ass, right? In fact, it's going to make me even stronger as I go through and do this. So. You know, it's it's something you need to consider as you go through this. It it, it is a, a bit of a mind screw. Uh, I I was going to say mind f, but I'm trying to get rid of the f words out of me doing it. Don't worry, I'm um, doubling doubling down yeah, on you're, f bombs. You're doubling down. You've already said like six of those, so you're good. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's it definitely messes with your mind when you first go through it because you're like, well, hey, I'm supposed to train hard. I'm supposed to go all in. I'm supposed to do this. You know, I'm not supposed to give breaks. I'm tough. I you know I don't need this. You know, I was um, talking to one of my buddies, Dom, who uh, he runs a. A, a local gym here called um, Nervous System Training or NST, and they they train kids, you know, um, on on you know like ath you know young athletes and things like that that go through uh, sports and things of that effect. And he's he's a power lifter, um, you know, through in and throughout, just one big muscle, you know. He's, he's all he does is just you know he's you know he just sends the videos of him, you know, with this crazy eight pack, you know, and he's just deadlifting you know seven hundred pounds, and he's just all, all he's like ah you know screaming. He's just he's just a meathead, right? Great guy, great guy, and um. You know, Sounds like he, we should get him on the podcast. We should absolutely. He's a great guy. He'd be great to get on the podcast. He's he's funny as hell. Um, but you know, the thing with him is, you know, you know, I was I was talking to him at, when my son was at uh, basketball when I was teaching basketball practice, and uh, NST's in the same location. And um, and uh, you know, he was like, I'm like, oh, I'm going through deload week. He's like, I he's like, I actually like deload weeks because I know my next plateau is going to be even higher. He's like, you know, so so for him, he looks at it as I need a deload week because that's going to shoot me through the roof next time around. And I think that's the type of thing you have to, you know, we, we talk about the previous podcast around mindset, 
you know, mindset wise, this isn't, you know, a setback. This isn't uh, something that's going to hurt you in any way, shape or form. It's something that's only going to make you even stronger as you go through. Yeah, I think you need to look at deal weeks as part of the process. And, you know, the I can understand and I had the same conversation with Chris and the way that I sort of put back to him, I was like, look, it didn't take you a week to get to from where you were when we first started to now. So there's no way that it's going to happen in reverse that you're going to get fat, quote unquote, um, again in a week. So you need to just recognize that this is part of the process and a good way to sort of judge whether your detailed week has been successful or not is whenever you get back into the gym at the end of this week, you should be able to put up bigger numbers. You should be able to do more work and you should feel fucking good doing it. And you get back to that stage of feeling the pump, feeling energetic and like, you know, just absolutely smashing your sessions. And that, that will be a good gauge and a good measure of, of this has been a, a successful detailed week or not. And, you know, you're, you're exactly right in what you said. It, it, you know, okay, yes, you will hit a plateau again, but your plateau next time is going to be infinitely higher than the one that you're at now. And the same with the one that previous, you know, it was less and that's how you just build and build and build on it. Um, one thing actually that we didn't talk about that I meant to ask, obviously in your check-in last week, I'd give you a day of higher calories before you did pump day. I mean, you didn't even mention it, but like, how did you feel on pump day? Like what happened? It was good. So actually interesting enough, uh, you, you might've seen a picture that I posted and it was yes, definitely a pump, it, it was definitely yes. a pump day. It was definitely a pump day. It was, it was my my body was just like I, I'm using everything here to blow myself up. Yeah. Well, first of all, I wish I could look like that all the time. By the way, yes, you know, it's like you know, it's yeah, like. So we get, I guess we need to, we need to give context. So Dave check in last week. What I said to him, I want him one day to go over his set calories. So I think what did we decide on? Like, I think it was, I think it was extra 7, grams of carbs. 7,000 7, calories. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you had 100, anyway. <laughs> 100, 100 extra carbs, yeah. Yeah, so 100 extra carbs. So 400 calories over calories. what his calories are. And the reason that I wanted him to do that was to see how he felt the next day. And I mean, again, like we, we haven't spoken about it. And obviously the goal was to sort of push on um, in terms of what your weight was doing. So, I mean, how did you feel on the day? What did you eat for the extra 100 grams of carbs? And what has your weight done since? So I think it's important to talk about um, where I started, where I went to, and then where I'm at now, because because uh, um, this will kind of put it, things into context of kind of pushing the limits to, you know, roping it back a bit, too. And, you know, if you listen to any of our podcasts around, um, you know, micronutrients, macronutrients, and getting your calories in, caloric deficit, caloric surplus, you know, when I first started, I think I was at like 2,100 calories or 2,000 calories or something like that, maybe, you know. And you know, over the months, you know, as I continued to build more and more muscle, my, my calories shot up. And, you know, a year and some change later, you know, we did a, a pretty hefty bulk phase because I was doing a, a power building program through Jeff Nippard. And uh, Ben and I went through the same thing just to kind of test it out. And it was very heavy effing weights, you know, like real heavy weights, you know, all the time. You know, it was it was an intense program. And that was a good us. insight for me to know. Sorry to interrupt you, but that was a good insight yeah. for me to know that there's no way that you could have done 40% capacity because whenever we were going through it, it was like, yeah, yeah, do 70%. You're like, fuck that. I'm just going to do 100%. I'm like, okay, good point. <laughs> <laughs> good point to know. And you, by the way, you did the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I know, like I know I'm not the same person. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, hey, do, you know, uh, three sets of your, you know, 70% one rep max. I'm like, cool, I'm going to do three of my 100% rep maxes. See what happens here, you know? So, um, <laughs> But you know, uh, and, and so we we took calories up, and I got up to, to four thousand calories that I was eating a day, um, and that was a lot of calories. And you know what happened what, um, during that period of time, and, and to talk about how I felt, I felt effing awesome. You know, like I had the most amount of energy. My workout routines were were just ridiculous. I mean, I was foaming at the mouth and just killing it because I had you know all this energy you know, for my body because I'm literally eating. Now, let me also tell you, eating 4,000 calories a day, you know, cleanly, I say cleanly, like I'm not, you know, jacking, you know, you know, a bunch of starbursts and things like that. But, you know, I'm eating, you know, pretty healthy. It's tough to do, you know. So I got tired of eating 4,000 calories first of all, but I felt freaking awesome. And and then, you know, uh, what, what happens is if you're in a caloric surplus, especially a little bit of an elevated caloric surplus, um, you're going to start to build some insane muscle with that. But you're also going to um, uh, have a byproduct of, of fat. You know what you don't use turns turns into fat. So I started getting a little bit, you know, less visible abs and things of that effect. Obviously, weight ticked up, and so now we're kind of in a, 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 a cutting phase. You know, for a lack of a better term, where we've cut my calories down. So I'm down to 2,500 calories, I think, uh, 2,100 on non-training days, uh, and then we have this 500 calories on, on Friday. And, and um, one thing I've noticed is, you know, 
as long as I time my food right uh, and when I eat and when I train, I, I get very, very intense workouts still. But the rest of the day, I definitely don't have as much energy as I used to, right? Because the, the calories aren't there, right? So, so you know, and, and you, you couple that with, um, you know, wearing my body down with a lot of the, the heavy lifting that I've been doing. And so all that kind of culminated. And that's what Ben said. He noticed the, the, um, he noticed where where uh, where you know it was time for a deload week to kind of recoup and, and come back again. But uh, what was interesting on Friday is you know um, you know I ate an extra 100 calories, and that next day that Saturday was a pump day, and I, I felt freaking fantastic. I felt like I had plenty of energy reserves. I felt great um, the whole day. You know I had um, basketball tournaments. I was you know full of energy then. Uh, so you know it's amazing what 100 calories or I'm sorry 100 grams of carbs can really do for you to sustain some some energy drive as you're going through and doing things. So it definitely made a big difference in my body just looked. I mean, I don't I, I it just it was insane. Like I, I, think I wish I could you look sent at me it the, all the time. you sent me the photo and I think I said holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I you know that's that's exactly what I wanted to get at because it, I think it's it's something that you know we we've talked a couple of times back and forward between ourselves and and going through this process and you know obviously we're in a cutting phase and we want to push it as far as possible and you you do get to a point where it becomes challenging and and i guess up until a couple of weeks ago there was no real challenge that came along with it you didn't you know you weren't feeling any difference in terms of energy you know sessions were good everything was good but there were a couple of times in the recent weeks that you were like oh you know i just felt tired this week or whatever else so Number one, that could be the sign that we needed the deal a week. But number two, that could be the effects and the, the effects of the the less calories. Because you know, if we break it down, that we've spoken about a number of times from a nutrition standpoint, calories and food are fuel for your body. So the less that you have, obviously, the less energy that you're going to have. So sort of trying that out from a I don't want to say refeed because it probably wasn't to that extent, but just having those additional calories. And I specifically said, make sure you do it on a day that you have something like a pump day or something the, the yeah. following day so you actually get the benefits of it. Yeah. But again, it's amazing to see the difference in just that amount of food can make to your sessions and, and to the rest of your day and to what you look like. Yeah, absolutely. The, the thing that I still don't understand is, you know, and, and I understand it, but like it, it's it's just like, I kind of want to see the scale move a little bit, but like I gained weight this week, okay, and and yes, I'm on a deload week, but at the same time, it's like then I take my measurements and every muscle group is up again. Like you know, I, I, did you see my jump from last week to the the, the following mm-hmm. week and then to this? It's like it's like my muscles are like, yeah, we're good. We're we're gonna continue to grow as fast as possible here. I'm like, okay, that's cool with me. You know, I'm fine with that. So obviously, measurements if they're going up, your weight's gonna tick up because you're adding more muscle. But it's interesting because my biggest pet peeve of my body minus like the stomach area which always pisses me off um is is you know uh the uh my calves and my calves i blast five days a week because i hate how small my calves are and so i literally lift calves five days a week you know religiously till they're burned out just to try to grow them and and for the longest time it was like four months I think I had like a 0.1 centimeter growth or something like that. You know, it was, it was like minuscule. I'm like, you damn calves, like stop fighting me. And just over the past like month, my calves have exploded in, in, in size. So I'm, I'm super happy about, uh, my calves and, and those, I mean, I, I've tried every calf exercise you can possibly imagine. I have shoes that don't, you, you never touch your heels on, you know, I'm like, I'm like trying to hit calves as much as possible. Cause I want big calves. You know, I want to see, you know, I got these big quads, and I got these tiny, you know, chicken leg calves, and I'm like, these suck, you know. Like, hey, where are you at, you know? But uh, it's been good to see that the measurements tick up. My waist is staying relatively the same way, um, you know. But it, what's crazy to me is, you know, the the weight's ticking up a bit, but like we're in such a difference between that that four thousand calorie mark versus the twenty five hundred calorie mark. And you know the the weight gain is obviously much slower because muscle mass takes a lot lot lower. But it, you know you can obviously see more visible abs and things like that. I think I sent you a picture of the abs the other day. You know it's just you know it's all coming together really well. And it's just I still don't understand like why I'm not dropping the poundage. And I, and again it's back to that whole mindset of of you know the the scale. But I I digress. So I have the answer to this. All right. I had this conversation yesterday with Helmy and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like my food and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm getting heavier. Like what the fuck? So, and I haven't done any research on this. I'm literally just going based on a conversation. I know that this is going to send you down an absolute rabbit hole of research. So please, by all means do that. But 
Let's talk about hyper, hypertrophy. So hypertrophy, by definition, I'm reading it here, hypertrophy is the increase and in growth of muscle cells, okay? And that's what we're trying to promote whenever we're doing training, yes? Yes. So hyperplasia is, or refers to the formation of new muscle cells, plasia meaning growth. So the difference between the two is, one is the increase in the size of the cells, and the second one is the growth of new muscle cells. So that could be the explanation as to why you're still getting heavier because you're still able to push the boundaries in terms of muscle and the strength. So it's actually the formation of new cells and not the growth of cells. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it sounds fucking great to me. I'm on board with that all day long. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, well here, here, here's the thing. If, if, if I was gaining weight and I was getting weaker, that'd be a problem. You know, if I was gaining weight and my measurements started expanding in one area like waist or hips, that would be a problem, right? Yeah. Um, you know, what I'm, what I'm seeing is is that, you know, my chest, uh, my biceps or my arms, my quads, my calves, you know, my neck, every part of my body is growing except my waist and my, my hips, right? And, and that's, that's a good thing, right? So, so we're obviously building uh, muscle mass and we're obviously getting bigger. It's just that, that mindset of, I'm only eating 2,500 calories, which, by the way, is starting to get pretty tough to do. Let me just throw that out there. Uh, I'm starting. I'm gonna start complaining again here soon on on on, on food, but uh, but you know, it's like it's like well, you know, normal me, I would expect to drop, you know, a pound or two a week, but at the same time, and also I'm sure TRT um, has has a lot to do with this too. So, you know, I've I've, I've you know said this before. This isn't a secret, but I'm on testosterone replacement therapy. I had very low testosterone uh, for my age. My testosterone levels were in the hypogonadism area, which means, you know, I was basically not producing much, if not, if any testosterone for my body. Um, and so, you know, I'm in the normal levels of testosterone. I'm not riding it high. I'm not, you know, abusing it in any way, shape or form. I'm just riding in a range that is good for me for, for optimization. Optimal, optimal. Yeah. yeah. Optimal, right. Optimize your body. And so, you know, I think that obviously has, has a, a, a good deal to do with it too. But I, you know, I was, I was reading, um, uh, or watching one of Jeff Nipper's videos on um, the bulking versus cutting stuff, right? And you know he goes into great length around how you can still add muscle mass, albeit not as much in a massive surplus, but you can absolutely still grow muscle, gain weight, and shred, you know, in a caloric deficit if you're getting the right amount of nutrients. So obviously protein. So he is, he, you know, he's in the 1.3 to 1.8 grams of protein per pound of lean body mass. Lean body mass being the um, the key there. So you're looking at about one gram per per pound, uh, and making sure that you know you're, you're eating at the right times and those types of things can make a big big impact on on protein synthesis and making sure that your body's optimized for for building muscle. So you know it all makes sense. It's just you know for me looking at the scale, I'm like, well, shit, I gained a, a pound this week. You know, like, like, and I'm eating, you know, like carrots and rice and chicken and, you know, (laughs) but you're exactly right. Do you know what I mean? Your strength is going up. So that means that there is new muscle being built and that hypertrophy versus hyperplasia thing. It could explain it. As I said, I haven't looked into it and, you know, by the sounds of it, that's exactly what I want. Do you mean I want more muscle? I want more cells. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you're exactly right. If, if you are everything to a T in terms of your nutrition, your training, then yes, you can absolutely still build muscle. I would say if we were still at the 4,000 calorie mark, your weight would just be flying up and up and up and up. Like there would be, there would be zero issues, but also your strength would be at a much higher level than, than what it is. And this is something that I've sort of thought for myself, like where I'm at at the minute, I'm probably having around 3,600 calories, um, on training days and maybe 3,200 on, on non-training days. And my weight's coming up and my strength's coming up. I am relatively lean. I'm not getting like super lean, but obviously adding the cardio in will help with that. But in my head, and this is full disclosure, I was like, right, I'm going to go over and I need to be relatively lean for over there. And then I'm thinking to myself, no, fuck that. I mean, I need to be strong. Like, I can't, I can't be yeah, you lean. Be strong. Yeah, I got to be strong. Yeah, like, if, you, I gotta, if, you come, if you come on here lean and I'm, 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 I'm you know, busting your ass on rack pulls. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, no, fuck that. I need to change my plan here. I need to be strong. <laughs> strong whenever I go over there. So the goal for me is, and I, I spoke to him about this today, we're going to increase my calories slightly and then just, just allow the, the training intensity to do the work. And I mean, for anybody's listening, like I only train four days a week. Um, I'm obviously doing the, the cardio in the mornings, but it's only been for a week. But, you know, it, for me, the four days a week is enough. <laughs> By the way, as I said, arm days are no joke. I used to be like, fucking arm day, yeah, right, dead on. But the good thing about it is 
my arms are one of my weaker areas so why would I not put more volume through them like why would I not focus on them or give them their own day but anyway so I'm doing four days a week I feel great in my training I feel like I need the recovery like yesterday we did push and today as I said we were doing more of the exercise execution library and I was doing something I was like Like, I can't actually move properly into it so my body needs recovery it's telling me and you know I'm in a a good spot that I, I understand my body quite well so um yeah, for me, I'm going to actually increase my calories with the hope that the the intensity of the training drives fat loss at the same time. Um, and again, yeah. obviously, as we've spoken about TRT, we'll definitely do us favors on that front. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, that's that's my goal. I'm just going to continue to get stronger. And I feel good. And I know I've spoken about this before that, you know, whenever I'm slightly bigger and I'm stronger and I fill out my clothes slightly different, I'm like, oh, I want to be leaner, but I need to commit to what I'm going to do. As I said, you know, I'll be there in, I think, well, it's probably eight weeks or something now. I'm like, I need to be strong as hell. Like I can't have any of you guys any stronger than me in any movement. So I need to make well, sure you don't, that you don't, you don't you don't you don't have to worry about Chris, but me, you know, I might, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start bringing everybody's, cal- everybody, everybody's calories down two weeks before. <laughs> everybody's on eleven hundred yeah. calories. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the gym, they like a twenty five pound dumbbell. They're like, I'm so tired. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, good, good points to note there in terms of like what your body can do in, in both phases. And for me, I'm actually, I'm keen to see if I, for me, I would say probably 3,500 around about my maintenance. Um, yeah. So I'm keen to see if I push past that, what actually happens um, in terms of strength and in terms of, you know, what my weight does and how my body looks. And as I said, like I'm heavier now than I ever have been. And I think that that's a good sort of comparison to talk about because obviously, you know, your entire journey has been weight loss and then now we're yeah. trying to build up but I, i've never had that that weight loss thing i've always been trying to push and i think i sent yeah. the screenshot the other day and i have a total of 66 or 67 pounds on from whenever i first started training so crazy it's awesome it's funny having the difference of this is how many pounds you've lost in your entire journey and this is how many times yeah. I've, I've i've put on yeah you know it's 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 interesting like a uh, couple things i want to hit on you hit on, on three things that i i think are really important one that you still have a trainer, right? You know, we've talked about this previously yeah. in podcasts, but it's important for the trainers to have trainers, you know, to, to look at your whole picture of you. You know, you might, do, you know, you do it day in and day out for all of us, but your own health, your own success, you know, is, is a testament to what you put into all the people as well. So you're always continuously learning, figuring new things out and doing different things. Um, Helmy is, is obviously a friggin' Hulk machine, you know. That he he that. has a trainer too, do you know what I mean? So yeah, the, yeah. the process continues, do you know what I mean? And he's it's so cool. from him and it's, that's that's what we need to do. And, and that's one of the things that like, you know, I think we talked about some other podcasts that kind of blew my mind. I never thought, you know, like I, you'd, you'd originally mentioned to me like, oh, I have a trainer too. I'm like, my trainer is a trainer? Like I, I didn't, I guess I never thought of that. You know, like I like I figured like, you know everything. So, you know, at least you know for me. Um, but, uh, you know, but it, it's interesting but I think to know that. That's, you know, that's not. The, and this is something that I come across quite a lot. It's not about the knowledge. It's about applying it. And this is where people go wrong. Like they, you know, it's not as if you didn't know the things you needed to do. And I, yeah. I talk to people about this all the time. Like, oh, I know what I should be doing and blah, blah, blah. It's fucking useless if you're not doing it. And it's the same for yeah. me. You know, I have the knowledge and whatever else. But the thing that I noticed in times in my coaching career that I didn't have a trainer or someone to be accountable to, I would walk into the gym and, and, just it was as if it was my first time ever being there you know i wouldn't have any plan or i wouldn't know where to go or what to do or what order to put exercise in because i spend the rest of my time building a program for you doing your guys nutrition and whatever else whenever it comes to me it's as if like it needs to be my switch off time rather than me going in and trying to rethink about it so if yeah. i go in and i have a plan this is what i'm doing this is what i'm lifting blah 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 blah, blah. it's separate although it's the same thing because it's training it's gym and it's it's based around the same place it's separate because it's being programmed for me rather than me doing the program, and I try. I've tried to coach myself a couple of times, and it's fucking useless. You know, I'll tell you. I tell you that's that's one thing that I, I truly appreciate about the whole uh, having a trainer is that I feel like a lot of the guesswork around am I doing this right or you know is this the right approach for me is is taken out of the equation, right? You know, I would have never pushed my calories to four thousand. I would have never dropped my calories to X. I would have never you know. You know, and, and I would never be where I'm at today from a muscular perspective, or how much you know, you know, the the best shape of my life had I not had a trainer in place. So, you know, I think, you know, e- even though you know, you know, we talk all the time, we make jokes that I'm up till two in the morning looking at, at you know scientific research, and you know, I got books on building you know your own training programs and you know nutrition and all this other stuff. At the end of the day, you know, having somebody that can look at the whole picture of you, be non-judgmental. And see where you can push things, even though you may know all of the comp, uh, you know components. And by the way, I, I still don't know all the components. Like I learn something new from you every single week. 
minus D load because that's that's bullshit. But no, just, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's those things that 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 I think really make a big difference in your your health career to hold you accountable for yourself and to push you to that next level to get you going. Because you know, I feel like my I've said this before in previous podcasts, but my biggest fear, you know, is I look the same next year, right? I want to be bigger next year. And I want to make progress. I don't want to stay the same. You know, like I want to push this as hard as I possibly can to see how far I can take myself and to push myself into a, an area that I've never done before. I'm already in an area that I've never done before, right? So I've already I've already accomplished that goal. But where 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 does this journey go and 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 how can I continuously make it make it, you know, move forward? And so I think, you know, without that accountability, without you know, somebody there to to take a look at your whole picture, like you know, deload a week. I would have not been honest with myself and said I need to take a deload a week. I just would have kept going, right? And it probably I probably would have ended in an injury. You know, let's be let's be perfectly honest. So you know, those those types of things I think really help me as I'm going through this because I have somebody there that's holding me accountable that I can sit there and say, hey, I just had a shit week, or you know, you know, hey, why are you upping my calories when I'm trying to lose weight? You know, those all those things, you know. Um, really compound into, I think, what a trainer actually provides for you, even though you may have the knowledge inside of you, or maybe you've already been successful in your certain journeys. I think even having somebody that, that's there for you makes a big difference. Yeah, it's someone who described it when I was on a call recently, and it, it's as if it's like having a second brain, like somebody who's going to go, you know, this is the right thing to do, this is what you should be doing. And, you know, as you said, you wouldn't have pushed your calories, but me going, this is what we're going to do, you're like, okay, right, well, you know. Let's do it then. And the same yeah. with the deload week, me going, like, we need to take a deload week. You're like, okay, right, yeah, we need, I knew that, but yeah. I wasn't willing to admit it to myself. Whereas if you have someone yeah. external that, that can zoom out. And again, another point, actually, that the two note, uh, I can't remember who I was talking Rob, I was talking to Rob, and he came on the call last week and he was saying that he got to a certain point. He finds like he always, he feels like he always gets to this point in his journey that he can lose a certain amount of weight and he always gets to the same weight and then it starts creeping up and then he just, everything goes to shit because he's like, oh, well, fuck this. And what I did was I, I sort of zoomed out and, and obviously our check-in sheets are seven days, they're one week. I sort of zoomed out on a three-week basis and I was like, okay, right, look, between this day and this day, which was only two weeks apart, you lost like 10 pounds. And then, okay, now your weight started to creep up again. Like, you can't expect to just continue to lose at that. And you say, yeah. okay, right, yeah, that, that sort of makes sense. And, like, look, what's going to happen is your body's going to try and acclimatize to the weight that it's at now or get used to the weight or, as I've said to you before, own the weight. And then what will happen is it will start to come back down again. And then, lo and behold, after the weekend, he had dropped another two pounds, which was four pounds from when he was freaking out about it. And he was like, you know, you were right. And just having that, like... Yeah. someone to rationalize you the data and the information and sort of not just look at the the days and even the weeks to be able to zoom out and go right okay well you've been from here to here let's sort of come back into it and see you know give it another couple of days see what happens and if we need to change something then we need to change something yeah yeah i think i think the 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 whole perspective on everything is really important right um being able to get that full picture of your entire body your workout plans you know even picking up subtle hints that hey i'm starting to get tired or those types of things hey it's time for a deload week you know all of those you know compound into having somebody just check your stuff it's no different than you know if you're at work and you have a manager you know you may think you're doing great but hey you know it doesn't align with the business and everything you're doing having somebody to check in here and that's probably a horrible analogy but you know just just you know getting other people's perspectives on things or you know QAing your work that you do to make sure that you didn't miss something or typo something um you know those are all, all things things that are important um one last thing i wanted to cover um is is the recovery aspects of things um you know because we, we did talk about recovery quite a bit but in your opinion, what what constitutes you to overtraining, you know, and, and, and how do you recognize overtraining? Now, before before we get into that, I just want to share one funny story. Um, I was at my mom's house this weekend. She had got her kitchen redone, and so we went over there for dinner and with all the kids, and I brought our little puppy over, and she peed everywhere and all that good stuff that normally happens. But uh, um, my mom, you know, I take my, my jacket off, and my mom says, holy crap, dude. She's like, your arms are freaking huge. And I'm like... Well, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I've, you know, I've been working on this. And she's like, "Well, how big do you want to get?" I'm like, "Oh, way bigger." She's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I want to go way bigger." So much bigger. You know, yeah, much bigger. <laughs> I am, I am a puny man of my size, and from what I pale in comparison to what I want to be. But uh, you know, she's like, "Okay, all right, well, whatever floats your boat, I guess." But uh, you know, she thinks I'm crazy, but uh, I love it. And uh, but, but you know. Yeah. Even that, like, that's a good point. You know, my goal was always to get to 100 kilos. Obviously, whenever I got that 220 pounds, obviously, whenever I got there, it was like this letdown of like, okay, I'm looking at a number now. What the fuck? But now I'm over that. I'm like, okay, well, where can I actually go with this? Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. being coming from a place of the skinny kid, 
like I never thought I would be able to be this weight in the way that I am. And I'm like, wait, like you said, like how far can I actually push this? Like, can I get to 110 kilos? Can I get to 120 kilos? Like I fucking have no idea what I would look like at 120 kilos, but I'm willing to find out, like I'm willing to do the work to get there. And you know, it's that sort of um, constant journey and how things sort of develop and how your your goals will change and how you know, you'll reach a certain point and then you go, well, frick, well, I want to do this now. And it's just constantly evolving. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a constant evolution of, of making yourself better, right? And I think that's into the mindset side of the house, right? It's like no, I am I'm, I'm uh, it's never good enough for me because I always want to make myself better, right? And yeah. and I was I always want to optimize myself to be better. I always want to push myself and to be stronger than I was yesterday. And that's that's the mindset. You know, like people will be like, "Well, hey, I'm 250 pounds. I need to get to 200 pounds because it's that number." And then they get to 200 pounds, I'm like, "Well, I still look fat." Well, yeah, because you're skinny fat, right? You know now, or whatever, whatever it ends up being. Like you're not hitting your goals of what you want to actually accomplish. Is it that you want to be 200 pounds and that's your goal, or is it do you want to look great with your shirt off and you be able to go to a beach, or you be confident in yourself, or push yourself and continuously kind of chisel away at, at you know years of neglecting your body? I think you know the whole mindset thing is that it's never good enough. You know, it's never uh, you know you never stop. You just keep going. You keep pushing yourself forward until you know you can't anymore. You know, when I'm 90 years old, hopefully I can do a 50 pound deadlift, you know, whatever it ends up being, or maybe 500 pound deadlift. I want to be, I want to be on the news like 90 year old does 100 500 pound deadlift. You know, that'd be pretty, pretty badass. Then dies, but you know, <laughs> hey, if I go out, if I go on that, what a good way to go out, right? I think you said that yeah. to me. Like, there, there was a, uh, you had a thousand pound leg press. You were saying a thousand pound leg press. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing, a, I was doing a thousand pound leg press and I, I, uh, I messaged uh, Ben and I said, listen, you know, if I don't respond back after my leg press, can you let Aaron know that I died? And uh, I think Ben said something like, what a way to go out. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> true, though. True, though. True, true, true. Yeah, right. No, hey, listen, die doing a thousand pound leg press. I mean, that, 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 I'm like, put that on my tombstone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, you did not. Um, I did not die. I, <laughs> I did not die. <laughs> I think just to sort of touch on what you're saying about the weight, like, I, again, you know, I have calls with, with people all the time and I'm like, okay, what's the goal? And they're like, I'm X weight. I want to get the X weight. And I'm like, why that weight and you're right it's a psychological number especially if it's in and around you know the 200 or 250 or whatever it is and i'm like why that weight and we dig a little bit deeper into it and by the end of the conversation they don't give a fuck about the weight and i'm like it's just the fact that you want to look good whenever you're naked and they're like yeah that's probably a pretty good way to put it and i'm like well that's all what we're here for and i'm like if you could be you know if you're 250 pounds right now and we could go through a year of coaching and by the end of it you were still 250 pounds but you're absolutely fucking shredded would you be happy and they were like yeah i'm like okay so it's not anything about the weight; it's about the body composition the things that we need to do to sort of change it so it's it's a hard one to step away from weight and you know this and we've spoken about it before and we talk about it in the client group all the time we talk about it the calls it's a hard one to step away from because that is what we're brought up knowing like we're brought up that if you're this weight it's bad and you know especially with bmi because it's a number connected to you know obesity or severe obesity and whatever else which is obviously a lot of shit but yeah. you know it's because we're brought up with that number and we stand on it and we actually put a, a value to ourselves based on the number and what it says and you know the same for me like I always wanted to be 100 kilos, which is a stupid fucking goal that I would never recommend it to anybody else, but I wanted to get myself to reach that number. Again, a psychological number, because I would go from 99 to three digits, and it's fucking ridiculous. And I got there, and I was like, okay, that's it. And it's just, you know, it's the same... Yeah, yeah, and it's the same on the way down. And like I'm, you know, like I said, I'm 104, or whatever at the minute. And I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't define me. It doesn't make any difference. Yes, I feel great, but I feel great because of my training. If I was 98 kilos and I was this strong and I felt this good, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, that's that's the thing with my weight ticking up. It's like I'm not panicking about my weight ticking up because I know, you know, what what's happening, right? And I know I'm getting stronger. I know that I'm building more muscle. And it's like, hey, in a magical world, could I look like Arnold and weigh 200 pounds? You know, it's like. No, it's not going to happen. Like you know, if, yeah. if I want to look like Arnold, which is never going to happen, but you know, you know, if I want to get in one one thousandth of the Arnold, you know, side of the house, you know, you know, I'm going to have to increase my weight, you know, as time goes on because you have more muscle mass that is needed in order to sustain that. So you know, it's one of those things where it's like you know, the scale is irrelevant. It's how you feel. It's progress. It's you know, pushing yourself harder every single day that makes a big difference. But back down to the topic of recovery. Oh, you have something to say? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but secretly what I'm doing is I'm just making us exactly the same weight as we come into it so that on the day that we're training side by side, everything will be pound for pound. The deadlifts <laughs> will be pound for pound. The grocery car will be pound for pound. And there'll be no, oh, well, I'm on this many calories and I'm this weight, and you're that weight. We'll be the same 
on the day and that means it's an equal level playing field that no one can argue with yeah absolutely yeah exactly so so i mean i think i got you on deadlift but i definitely don't have you on rack pools like know. you know, know you think you got me on deadlift okay yeah, okay yeah we'll we're see, gonna see, we'll see. it's okay I got no, it. it's fine. Tradi- fine. wait we're doing traditional we're doing sumo which one we'll probably do both i think we should probably think broadcast both, it yeah. probably broadcast yeah, it live we gotta do both for sure yeah that's for yeah. sure anyway yeah, so no. on your recovery about recovery and overtraining i think that to qualify for overtraining you need to be at an elite level i would even say myself i've never been at a point that i've actually been in that point of overtraining i think it's an excuse i think it's far beyond what general population people can actually reach and as you said before you know your body's capable of of much more than than you believe and it's about just pushing past that and actually reaching the limits or even close to them but overtraining i think is bullshit there I set up. <laughs> I, I, I fully agree. You know, I, I remember when um you know I was I first started the, the Jeff Never program and it was like, you know, five days a week, I think is what it was. Five or six days a week, I can't remember. Um it was like intermixed. I think it was like some days some weeks it was five, some days it was six. But anyways, you know, someone was like, Oh, you're overtraining, you're not gonna get the gains that you want to, all this other stuff, yada, yada, yada. And you know, and, and I'm like, Oh, well maybe I am, let me take a look. And you know, it's like no, like Listen, I, I, I do Orange Theory three times a week, which is high intensity interval training, which is an hour a day, and I and I tr- and I lift six days a week, um, and I am feeling the best I ever have in my entire life. My strength is going up, my body's not breaking down, I'm getting stronger, I'm hitting my objectives, I'm hitting new PRs. Like if that's overtraining, then keep keep bringing it on. You know, like keep bringing on that overtraining because it's working great. You know, but I think you know a point to note is that's the level you're at now. If I had right. said to you in yeah. the first week you're going to train six days a week and this is what you're going to oh. be doing and this is going to be yeah. the volume and this this amount of cardio, like yes, okay, you probably would have been overtraining at that point for the level that your body's at. And I think it's it's just having the wisdom to know where you're at or having someone to say, look, okay, maybe this is not what we need to do or whatever else but it's taken us a long fucking time to get to to where we're at now yeah and that's something to to definitely you know comment on is that you know you're not going to get to something like that you know you know day one or day two you shouldn't shouldn't be doing that but you know you need to listen to your body so if you're training three days a week you know and you decide to go to four days a week that's that's probably gonna be fine you know um you know it's, it's just listening to your body how far you've progressed and what you want to accomplish too you know if you're not seeing the results you want to fast enough well you know up up your training a bit um you know so it's just you know that that finding that balance between what's too much but at the end of the day it's very very difficult uh to overtrain it's very very difficult to cause yourself injury because of training you know again if you have proper form and technique you're giving yourself ample days to recover from a specific now if you're doing you know i think i think there was uh one week i was like hey we should start a a deadlifting program where we deadlift six days a week and you're like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my entire life i'm like yeah that's that's definitely stupid um you know if you're you're deadlifting every single day you're not giving yourself you know ample time to recover yes you're going to have some some injuries there but you know that's why like the push pull splits you know uh, push pull leg splits you know um doing different body groups different days giving your your muscles time to you know repair and recover you know the muscle hypertrophy the um, protein synthesis that occurs there um those are all things that i think will make you uh you know recover faster without having to worry about any type of overtraining that's why they split them up like that right you know if you do full body every single day you're probably gonna have some pretty big wear and tear you know on your body as you go along and now you can do full body but just split them up a little bit to where maybe you're doing you know shoulders one day and you know quads in the same day and then you do you know triceps you know and biceps one day and then you know whatever it's just splitting them up so that it's different but i think you know the the whole overtraining aspect is just a lot of times it's used for an excuse of not to train and not to push yourself uh in a certain levels your body can handle so much more than you're capable of and a good example of that you know when i'm at orange theory and today's a good uh today's a good example because i didn't go to orange theory today but um if i were at orange theory today because aaron went um it was one of those things where she was in, in, in a they, it's my actually one of my favorite days to go uh it's what they call a power day and i think they did i'll have to ask her again but it was it, power days are like, like sprints so you're sprinting a lot okay and one of the ones she said at the very end was like you know she, she had to do like a 45 second sprint and then like a 30 second sprint afterwards something like that and i've been in that same situation where i'm like hey i'm in 30 seconds i can't um you know push another 30 seconds after that you know i'm, I'm too done but then you know you hear the trainer it's like you can do anything for 30 seconds and then you run for 30 seconds and you're able to to complete it right you know it's it's definitely mind over matter and your body again can handle it it's just you know your mind is like hey i need to tap out because i'm you know not feeling great or i know i can't do this or those types of things so you know last week is, is a good example orange theory 
we were doing uh, mountains uh, inclines, and uh, you know I, I got to the very uh, end of the uh, of the incline, and you know I was like, man, it's just I'm just gonna go hit you know five and just start to walk it down. I'm like, no bullshit, like you can you can handle this, you can keep it going, you know, and I, and I was able to complete it. So again, your your body is is much more capable of doing more things than than you you can imagine. Yeah, I think your mind is obviously will put you into protective mode and it's like, this is uncomfortable and I don't want to do it. So it's going to get you to stop it. And if you can sort of override that, then as you said, you know, you can you can sort of accomplish anything. And I think, you know, the, the point that we're talking about training, yes, you can train full body every day if you want to, but that's where the magic of good programming comes in that, you know, yeah. whether you do potentially, I actually programmed recently for, for Ali, you did uh, full body push and full body pull. Which is different muscle groups, but it's still obviously full body. Or again, to talk about Jeff Nippert, I watched a, pro, a YouTube video of his last week, and they talk about high frequency full body, and they talk about you know being a bit more sensible in, in what you're doing and the way you program, and that potentially today, if I'm training you know full body and I'm doing a chest exercise, it could be a big multi joint compound exercise. But then tomorrow, whenever I'm doing it, it's not as hard hitting, and it's potentially something that's a bit more isometric, or it's a bit like a fly or something that's not as taxing. So yeah. you know, if you have a bit of sense around programming and you're not as you said doing deadlift fucking six days a week the uh you can definitely you know you can definitely accomplish doing full bodies and or training muscle groups back to back it's just about having the sort of the wisdom to sort of split it up properly i guess when when i sent you my my first stab at my my hypertrophy program or you know my volume program i was doing you know what was interesting when you took a look at that you're like well hey switch these days around because if you notice you're doing something that that's heavy back intensive one day and then you're going into like deadlifts the next day which is going to be again more more strain on your back it's like you need to split that up a little bit so that you give some time for your back to recover and to heal so that you're not just you know putting it through sustained load over the over time and those those are the invaluable concepts and tips that you need when you're, you're planning your own training programs to say you know hey this you know we're giving enough time for ourselves to recoup and regenerate uh, to get better at what we're doing. So those are, are definitely valuable lessons. But overtraining in general, bullshit in most cases. Um, you know, yeah. it's just an excuse for yourself to, to not go and train. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. That was a good, good. podcast, man. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I want to say, based on our conversation earlier on about your recovery, I would like you to go and train tomorrow. You don't have to wait until Friday. You can start training what? again tomorrow. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, so excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this, is the best, this is the best birthday present ever. <laughs> the other thing the other thing that i want to say to anybody obviously i mean judging by when this will be out versus when it is now we're going to do a spaces this friday which will be last friday so we're going to launch our first giveaway now i haven't decided whether we're going to give away a year's whoop subscription or three months worth of supplements the blue nutrition supplements but i guess by this point you guys will know on twitter so if you do see it on twitter go retweet it and whatever way we've set up the competition but get involved in it because we're going to be doing more things like this and more spaces and more interaction with you guys and not just us talking at you once a week dude I, i'm still i'm still like i'm actually going to go bring a cot downstairs so that at 1201 p.m <laughs> that I, I can go i can go and work out um yeah. <laughs> no it, but i mean it does make sense right i mean you know you look at, at where i'm at um the recovery that i've had this week has been awesome you know i'm at 95 percent recovery which i think is like my highest it's ever been yeah. Yeah. um i feel great you know i feel regenerated and we haven't trained since since saturday so it's been some Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, so Thursday's fine yeah. to go back and train. Yeah. Yes. I had this plan. I had this plan the entire time. Did you really? I was just oh, that's so nice. Day, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was like, I was like, man, Friday. I'm like, I can totally <laughs> go tomorrow. <laughs> I'm excited. That's awesome. Well, hey, appreciate everybody listening to us banter today. Um, you know, obviously this is hacking your health, and uh, follow us on social media, Twitter slash We Hack Health, uh, our Discord channel, Discord.gg slash Hacking Your Health, HTTPS colon four forward slash We We Hack Health, all over the place. Uh, take a look and, and share with your friends hopefully uh you can make an impact on them and, and what we're trying to do again you know r free resources to, to help the community out awesome with ben and the promotions of what we're doing you know free year subscription to whoop uh is it a year right yeah or yeah. was it yeah yeah and then yeah. and then three months of of uh, blue supplements which I, I have a bunch of them they're fantastic uh one of my favorite supplements out there so again free giveaways uh things that we're trying to do to, to help you stay motivated um in this in this journey but uh this is this is hacking your health thanks to everybody who has shared and retweeted and tagged us because it just is growing and growing and growing and obviously you know, the profile is growing but the amount of tweets that I'm seeing and you know, the amount of people connected to the hashtag is, is obviously growing and it's obviously impacting other people and it's great to see because it, it's far beyond just what you and I are doing 
some people are doing some cool shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it, dude. It's so cool to see the progress of a lot of folks and people that have just started taking their journey. You know, I got a direct message just yesterday on someone that has switched to Tavala and dropped you know four pounds or something like that. You know, just by nutrition alone. You know, so. You know, it's it's amazing the small tweaks that you make that make huge impacts in your life down the road from from these habit forming things that we've talked about. And if you haven't listened to our habits uh, episode, uh, really recommend um, uh, checking out the habits episode about building small habits that turn into big habits um, down the road. Again, small things like you know counting your calories, nutritional aspects, just walking you know ten thousand steps a day. Those types of things can have big, major impacts in your health and performance, and, and as you start to grow in this journey. Um, but it's just been awesome to see these folks grow, uh, and, and I get excited every time. Like there's a new we hack health, uh, you know, you know um, hashtag. I, you know, seeing people's progresses, and you know, see, seeing people get shredded, or you know, hit a new PR, or just you know, do awesome stuff. It's just that's all the benefit that we get with this. It's just amazing. For sure, for sure. See you next week. See you next week. Later. Catch you later. Welcome to the Hacking Your Health Podcast with Ben Kenny and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer.